got a deed to the land, but it ain't my ground. This is God's country. We pray for rain and thank Him when it's falling, 'cause it brings a grain and a little bit of money. We put it back in the plate. I guess that's why they call it God's country. I saw the light in a sunrise, sitting back in a forty on the muddy riverside, getting baptized in holy water and shine with the dogs running. Good morning, Patriots, and welcome to the Patriots Prayer Podcast. I'm glad you could join me on this Tuesday morning. Uh, we have some things that we're going to cover, and uh, it, it's it's always interesting when I, when I'm going through, uh, you know stories that I possibly uh, want want to do, and it's the ones that I want to dig into the deepest and uh, the, the ones that I find most interesting and most impactful uh, to the Patriot Prayer audience. Uh, we're going to go through uh, a couple, and we're going to reiterate one that we did in the past as it relates to these new soft-on-crime DAs uh, and the one in L.A. being the most uh, the most. Uh, out of line with its soft on crime policies. Also going to discuss where the FBI loyalties truly lie. Do they lie with the Constitution? Do they lie with the law? Or do they lie with the political administration of the Bidens and their agenda? Um, it's very hard to tell the difference. Very, very hard to tell the difference. And uh, in, in reality, uh, it's, it's probably not hard, which is why we're asking the question at all to begin with. So the first thing is first. Uh, where do the FBI's loyalties lie? Do they lie with the law of the land, the country, and the Constitution, or do they lie with the Biden administration and their political agenda? Now, Christopher Wray is being held in contempt of Congress, finally. After Christopher Wray withheld a document that stated Joe Biden received a $5 million bribe while he was still vice president, in exchange, he took specific actions due to said payment. We, we've heard these allegations before, but none uh, as serious as this or made uh, by someone as credible. And, and I'll get to why we know he's credible here in a second. Now, the FBI director, Christopher Wray, offered James Comer the opportunity to see uh, a redacted version of that document in a secured location, but Comer's oversight committee wants to see the full version of the document. He believes this was a stall tactic, a way to say, yeah, look, we complied, but they didn't want to do it. Because if you've ever seen a redacted document that they typically give, uh, typically give Congress, uh, what they do is they redact it so much so uh, that you can't see any portion or piece of the document uh, for you to formulate an opinion uh, on. So he knows this play. He, he understands this is what they do. And, uh, I mean, just to start the whole thing off, he went to Christopher Ray and asked for the document, which he was told initially didn't even exist. It wasn't until he told him he knew about the document and knew the intricacies of the document that Christopher Ray finally admitted that the document was real. However, in admitting the document was real, he immediately said that doesn't mean that the information contained within the document is real. It's kind of funny. This was given to them by a guy who's worked for the FBI and given them information, credible information, uh, for over a decade. This man was paid over six figures for that information over the last decade. So 
how many FBI investigations were closed, how many people were imprisoned, uh, all based on the information of this whistleblower that they have found very credible for over a decade. Now, what happens when the information this whistleblower gives on the Biden family and, and the bribery uh, that he's claiming that the Biden uh, that Joe Biden committed while being vice president, uh, they can't they can't go back and say that the the information wasn't credible or the man wasn't credible, because if he wasn't credible, uh, what about all the other investigations? What about all the other information? Uh, so they have to be very they have to be very careful uh, on how they uh, try to uh, defend themselves against the the statements in this document because in doing so. Uh, they may upend God knows how many other investigations uh, by going directly at the whistleblower, which is something that, uh, you know, they, they tend to do. Look look at the laptop repairman, scared for his life. He actually ran. We have uh, Tara Reid. I'll give you this much. The Tara Reid situation, uh, you know, I was one who was uh, 100% on board with this lady um, telling the truth. Uh, about her her, her uh, sexual abuse claim uh, against Biden, um, but I can tell you this, and, and I'm just just the honest side of me here. The uh, the idea that she went to Russia and she used the help of a Russian spy are just terrible optics for someone who said that they were telling the truth. Um, it just looks terrible. It looks absolutely terrible that she did it that way. Uh, but as I stated, more on that as soon as we get it. Uh, because I, I I know there are other people thinking just like me on this situation. Tara Reid had what seemed to be a very credible charge against Joe Biden, and she just made herself look terrible by the way that she uh, she handled it, and she fled the country, and how she fled the country. Now, uh, I hope that Christopher Ray is held uh, accountable for his crime, which there were actually two crimes. Keep in mind that he lied and said the document did not exist until Comer told him he knew the intricacies of the document. So lying to Congress, number one, crime. It's a felony, in fact. Uh, number two is he didn't comply with the subpoena. So keep in mind, this is a man whose job it is to hold people accountable uh, to the law. Now here's his turn. Now either you're going to be a hypocrite or... You're going to actually do, uh, you're going to actually hold the person who's supposed to hold other people accountable, or the whole system just means nothing. Uh, and, and that's where people are these days. People are like, laws are for some people and not others. So here's a chance for you to prove that laws are for everyone, and we all have to follow them. That certain people don't get a golden pass just because of who it is uh, they're protecting or what their last name is. So I'm hoping that this is something, this is, this is a way for the justice system to redeem itself by holding one of its own accountable when they don't do what the law states that they must do. Keeping in mind that Comer and the Oversight Committee are called Oversight Committee because they have federal oversight in this issue and the FBI actually doesn't have the right to tell them no. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, on to other things now. Tim Scott in The View. Uh, he went on The View, and he handled himself absolutely like a champ. Uh, he went on there and did an amazing job at uh, defending conservative values. And, and I'm going to show you. Actually, let's take a look at what uh, Tim Scott did while he was on The View. 
I, I think it was amazing, and the guy deserves a, a, just a round of so applause. So how can you get your party to stop trying to stop the progression that people are making? Yeah, so that's what I complained about when, when I spoke about yeah. I want you to come out and say, listen, the Republicans have these issues. So Yeah, I think... Yeah. Humans have these issues. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the issue of discrimination that I have faced, I assume you face as well, uh -huh. is an issue of the heart. Mm -hmm. It's not Republicans or Democrats. Frankly, both sides of the aisle can do a better job on the issue of race. And frankly, my side of the aisle, I think, is doing a fabulous job of making progress. So he's not wrong. He's not wrong. The left is the party of race. They're the party that continually brings up race, makes all their legislation based on race. Uh, it, it doesn't stop. Everything with them is about race, sex, gender, uh, something uh, of that nature. Uh, and they use it to try to bully legislation through constantly time and time again. Or uh, they use it in a way uh, to make the people whom that they are speaking with look as if they're biased or bigoted in some form or fashion. Now, what Tim Scott was talking about right there was very simple. He was talking about the matter of race and people who hate being a matter of the heart. It is not something that you're going to be able to legislate away. And in making legislation uh, to benefit one group or one people's in itself is racist because laws are written for the people of the land. If you have to go so far as to identify what people, you just lost all your equality. So, I, I, and that's exactly how I feel. I, I, there, there are times where I see, and in, in just being in, in, in the absolute uh, spirit of honesty here, I see uh, women in the STEM fields, uh, which I, you know, I know quite a few, um, have special days of the year uh, where they get treated differently than everyone else for doing the same job as everyone else. Uh, they get things afforded to them that the males in that same company don't get afforded to them. It, and, and, and this is supposed to promote equality in some sort of way. It doesn't. When I can treat you, that when you're treated exactly the same in every way, shape, fashion, or form as I am, that's equality. That's equality. Giving someone more than another group of people to reward them for doing the same thing, that is not equality. Uh, and I disagree with it. Uh, but I, I stand firm on stating I think that uh, anyone who owns or runs a business can run it to uh, the, the way that they, that they want to. And the way that they run it policy-wise should not be dictated by their employees at all. Um, so I, there's that. But either way, uh, th that's how I feel about it. And I think that uh, you know, most people would be able to understand such a statement. Uh, it, it, you know, when he was on there, he, he went on their show and he did battle with them and he came with stats and an abundant of patience. He, this man acted extremely presidential because because of the way he conducted himself, he was able to get uh, information through that he otherwise would not have been able to get through. And he did it masterfully. This is why he really opened my eyes just in this interview alone uh, as to maybe how. He may be able to deal with uh, foreign leaders and such. What I haven't seen from him yet is a display of absolute strength. Uh, I've seen him be polite, kind, and show deference to people uh, while talking to them or conversating with them uh, just so that they know that they're heard. And, 
you know, all of that is absolutely wonderful. However, uh, what I haven't seen is for him to be challenged uh, and him have to respond uh, with that show of strength. And, and that's that's the only thing uh, I'm lacking uh, out of him as of right now, as far as me seeing it. So I'd, I'd like to see that because he's going to be dealing with some uh, uh, very tough actors. He's going to be dealing with Putin. He's going to be dealing with Xi Jinping, uh, Erdogan. He's going to be dealing with world leaders uh, that are not so nice. And God knows how not so nice they are behind the scenes when we're not there. So um, he definitely needs to have uh, the kind of stamina and strength and, and, and tough, thick skin uh, and, and that he's going to need to deal with those types of people and defend America on the world scene. It's yet to be seen. I think when the debates come out, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll all get a chance to finally see it. Now, this next story uh, is about uh, the uh, district attorney's offices nationwide. We know that the district attorney's offices nationwide have taken a stand, not, not every state, right, but this is across the country, uh, have started this extremely soft on crime approach. And as a result, we have seen some really dangerous people get put back on the street that should have never been put directly back on the street. Uh, I, I've shown you a footage of a man running over uh, a woman and her infant child who got probation in five months camp uh, for committing attempted murder and fleeing the scene. We saw the guy jump on stage and go after Dave Chappelle uh, with a knife, and uh, that guy was out on the street that night. Um, it, it's sad. It's sad to see a country being ran into the ground by a bunch of leftists who don't care about anything more than virtue signaling. They don't care about the safety of the people. And we can, we can, the stats prove that. Look at every democratically ran state. Look at every democratically ran city. And look at the crime stats. Look, look at the people there and how they're treated. Look how, look how impoverished they are. Look at the, the lack of opportunity. And then go look at how they actually govern the state. Look, look at the people and how they're being tried anymore. They just had a DA have to actually quit her, resign her job because she literally. Now, people can say this uh, in a figurative sense that she wasn't doing her job. No, this lady literally wasn't doing the job at all, like didn't do it. <laughs> but Gascon in L.A., he is the worst offender, the absolute worst offender. Uh, in an interview with Trey Gowdy on Sunday night, America's Los Angeles Deputy uh, uh, Deputy District Attorney Shea Santa discussed the deadly consequences of Los Angeles County's District Attorney George Gascon. He's in soft on crime approach to justice. Now, Santa highlighted the case of Stefan Sutherland, an attempted murder suspect who was arrested by Los Angeles Police Department in November of 2020. Now, Gascon's office recommended to send him to a mental health diversion program instead of prison for the alleged stabbing. Now, what happened here was Gascon went outside and, and, and approached the construction worker about them making too much noise. And when they didn't comply, he cut the man's throat. And for that, Gascon's office gave the guy mental health aversion. He avoided prison for slicing a man's throat. And now, <laughs> Santa said that Sutherland was charged with an assault with a deadly weapon uh, instead of attempted murder, 
uh, which made him uh, eligible for mental health diversion. Gascon had a policy of not opposing the mental health diversion motions uh, and pretty much going along with whatever the public defender's office uh, likes at the time. Now, the Los Angeles County Probation Department recommended that the man get prison sentence, and they were ignored. Now, as someone who knows about the system from both sides, the system typically never ignores. Hardly ever do you hear a case where a judge or a district attorney even ignores the recommendation from parole and probation. So that is that is that happens very 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 infrequently. Now Southern Sutherland was uh, released back onto the street after trying to kill somebody, and then he went upstairs and shot his neighbor. He murdered his upstairs neighbor after being released after committing uh, uh, attempting murder on a construction worker in front of his home. I think when this kind of malfeasance legal malfeasance actually is 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 committed by these people that they should have consequences themselves you put this man back on the street you knew very well what parole and probation uh recommended you know you dumbed down the charges so that the the person being charged uh would have more options rather than prison and then you pushed uh uh a very light sentence which ended up in, or resulted in the death uh, of a woman this is absolutely nuts and this needs to stop like right now like right now immediately now uh, it's crazy that we we have <laughs> can you imagine uh, going out into public and stabbing somebody and though you stab someone you slice their throat you are allowed to go back on the street. You are allowed to go home. You are given opportunity to reoffend. This is this is nuts. This is something that uh, absolutely is one thousand percent wrong. And we, as a people, we we need to we need to stand up. And we need to do something about it. We have something. It cannot be something that we absolutely uh, ignore. And uh, if if we don't do anything about it right now, what's going to end up happening is is the worst. This is going to become kind of a mainstream thing. They've had inmates already uh, talking on the line while from inside of the jail. Uh, the recordings went something like, "Oh yeah, I'm getting out of here. This dude is." I mean, they they like this guy the criminals love this guy that should tell you exactly who he is the criminals absolutely love this guy listen to a, a brief a, 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 just a, a brief video talking about this exact situation and what they did or what they didn't do rather. allow violent criminals to avoid incarceration so take a look this is Stephen Sutherland. In late November 2020, he was arrested by LAPD after he used a knife to stab the neck of a construction worker who he felt was making too much noise, nearly killing him. He was charged with assault with a deadly weapon with an enhancement for great bodily LAPD after November 2020. This is Stephen Sutherland, so take a look. I don't know what happened there, but you get the point, folks. This guy, this guy is, uh, is, is bad for business. He's absolutely bad for business. This, this man should never be a district attorney anywhere in the United States ever, ever again. And from my understanding, he is um, he's Cuban. 
So this is a guy who should know all too well exactly why he shouldn't be pushing the policies that he's actually pushing. This, this, is, um, this is the downfall, the de-evolution of America. This is, this is exactly why we're seeing crime run rampant on our streets. I was in L.A. Uh, just about oh, a week and a half ago or so. Homeless tents everywhere. Needles littering the gutter. In a city that, that, that the United States, uh, the movie industry, and so many people know about, the city of angels, it looks like a city of trash right now. And, and it's dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. And it, these guys aren't doing their jobs as lawmakers. They're turning their backs on their own people. Uh, we had uh, a homeless man uh, not very long ago at all uh, just absolutely melee uh, a former Olympian. And just the, the, I, when they did the interview with her on TV and I saw her eye, I, was, I just gasped. And this man was uh, allowed to do this five different times. He had been arrested multiple times. And at the time that I saw the interview when her eye was just out there, she looked like she had been in a UFC fight. And um, when she was doing the interview, the guy was already on the street. These people don't care about society. They don't care about law-abiding citizens. They don't care about their taxpayers. They are littering the streets with criminals in an attempt, in my opinion, to cause the chaos that you see. Cause the chaos that we're talking about. They want people, they, they want to trigger people. They want people in the streets. They want people fighting back against this. This is just another one of their attempts to try to make that happen. Because the moment that law-abiding citizens say enough is enough, and they take to the streets and they demand change, the kind of change where you just don't leave, like you, you're, we're through. This is, you're done. This is over. You're leaving one way or the other. That's what they want. Because the moment you do that, then they get what they want. They're gonna, they're gonna reword the story. They're gonna tell it from a different perspective or point of view and make the law-abiding, tax-paying citizens that just want change, that they're tired of these things. They're gonna make them look like the criminal element while making the criminal element. Uh, while making the criminal element look like victims. It's terrible. And uh, just, just in, 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 a, in a brief note, uh, I want to I end on this, but uh, the, the judge that put a stay on Biden releasing all of these illegal immigrants uh, by the thousands into our country without a parole hearing or a court date, um, absolutely thank you. Absolutely, a thousand percent thank you for stopping this man because this is just another attempt at causing chaos in the United States is what they're trying to do. Everything they're doing is causing chaos. Kicking vets out of, out of hotels to put illegal immigrants in. Kicking people out of housing projects to fill with illegal immigrants when you won't even let your own people stay in those same housing projects. Um, it just shows you they don't care about the people. And what they're doing is causing division. It's causing chaos and they're doing it intentionally. So you have to ask yourself to what end? Why are they doing this? Do you think they're doing it for the benefit of the United States? Or are they trying to do something else? It's something else, folks. You can see it over and over again by their actions. It's something else. And we have a year and a half left with this bonehead in office. And I'm just praying to God that in the next year and a half, uh, we're able to have people 
and the right places in, in power in order to stop his uh, ongoing attempts to just absolutely destroy the United States of America, destroy our values, destroy our moral compass, destroy the Constitution, turn law enforcement agencies into political hitmen. Everything that this man has touched since he's been president is, like I said yesterday, turns to absolute shit. And we need to be the force that stands up and says, enough is enough. We need people on the left to wake up and say enough is enough. I know that's a hard ask. It's a completely hard ask because we haven't seen them uh, take too many. Uh, uh, they haven't turned on him yet. Uh, the people who have turned on him slightly have left the party. Tulsi Gabbard and a few others have finally woke up and decided enough is enough. Uh, Manchin uh, simply just uh, caved at the last minute on, on the uh, spending bill. Um, and he, he's, he's progressive as they come. Uh, he, he can't be trusted either to do the right thing in the, in the moment. He's held out a few times uh, just to get certain things that he wants for his state, and I'm sure that's the way he'll bill it. But the reality of it is is that the, um, the Inflation Reduction Act was anything but, and Manchin was supposed to be a holdout on it, and he caved, and he shouldn't have. And it was one of the worst bills that any government has ever put forth uh, in an attempt to fix the economy of a country while spending trillions of dollars. It made absolutely no sense. But neither does anything this administration does. He has the unmightest touch, as I stated. Everything the man touched turns to absolute crap. So, uh, Patriots, it's been great hanging out with you. I hope to see you again tomorrow. Thank you for spending this time with me today. And as usual, the silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. See you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast.